0: Hello parents and yes, hello parents and welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host Dr. Cam and today I'm talking with Scott Jennings from Resilient Youth Australia. Scott has taught for over 30 years primarily with students experiencing social emotional and behavioral problems. For the past three years, Scott has been the partnership manager for Resilient Youth Australia. And Resilient Youth Australia has conducted well-being surveys in schools and captured the responses of nearly 400,000 young people. Scott believes that people that being connected, protected and respected is the key to developing resilience in young people. Welcome Scott, I am so happy to have you here.
1: My pleasure, Dr. Kang.
0: Calling all the way from Australia, love it. So Scott, tell us and start first, what inspired you to start focusing um, on teen mental health?
1: Yeah, look, um, I've, um, as I said in the introduction, I've I've had a a long career um, teaching in um, mainly um, a behavioral unit. So kids with social, emotional, behavioral problems. Um, so high school kids. And I, look, I found out fairly early that um, it wasn't so much the, the subjects I was interested in teaching. It was teaching young people about themselves and, and how to develop that, that resilience. Um, in those, those early days at the behavioral unit, um, we were forever setting up um, challenges for the kids team and personal challenges. We had a high and low ropes course on site um, and we used to take the young people out on, on nine-day wilderness adventures. So ways to really challenge them on a personal level, but um, also give them those, those milestones, um, points of reference they could um, um, uh, keep with them for the rest of their lives, those achievements that they could um, refer back to.
0: That's amazing. And the skills that are just, they're going to need throughout life, right? That's Building right. Those- building those resilience skills. So you do a lot of um, research um, and surveys. Are there any just interesting or surprising points that you've discovered or that you use to, you apply now?
1: Yeah, look, um, I think the, the the framework we use to, um, to measure resilience is to, um, um, the super domains we use is being connected, protected and respected. And I think um, looking back on my my teaching, it was when those three elements came together in kids' lives that they felt um, the best about themselves and therefore they were ready to learn and move forward. If there was parts of that that were missing, um, then it was our job to try to um, address that and and, um, help them feel more connected, protected, and respected, the CPR of resilience.
0: I love the CPR.
1: Sorry, Dr. Camp, um, being connected is um, to do with positive relationships, developing social skills and understanding themselves. Um, Being protected about personal safety, having a healthy mind and body, and also creating a learning environment that, that meets the needs of the young people. And being respected about having a positive attitude, positive values, and being able to make a positive contribution. I think that last point's important too. It's not all about them. It's about how they can contribute and assist other people. I think we all feel best when we're helping other people.
0: hundred percent. I mean, it's scientifically shown that it impacts your brain, right? And it brings more positivity to your brain. So right now you know we we've been through over a year of a pandemic and parents are feeling like oh my gosh my teens level of resiliency is just plummeting um, we're seeing a lot of just depression and anxiety and all of these things so what can parents do to build up each of these three areas to make sure their yeah. kids are healthy
1: look it's a it's a Interesting question. Um, I think one of the biggest things that parents can do is model behaviours. I think um, if we want young people to be resilient, then we have to demonstrate that. Young people learn by example, by example, and by example. Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's, um, modelling those behaviours that are so important. So we're the ones that show that yes, we can get back into a routine. Yes, we can stay positive. Yes, we can get up in the morning and um, you know get through the lockdowns, push through this pandemic. I think that's a, the greatest thing that um, that parents need to remember that uh, um, you know they're the role models and they're the ones that the young people learn from.
0: Yeah, and for a lot of people, that's not an easy thing to do right now because there's it's a not. lot of adults that are struggling to be able to do that. that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. We found that that with overall resilience, kids reach their peak at about um, eleven or twelve years old. So the end of our primary school in Australia is when kids are most resilient, mm-hmm. and then it drops off from there. So we've got, you know, that's that transition to secondary school over here. Um, then sort of educational engagement becomes a key, and um, you know it sort of plateaus off around the end of our high school um, as far as resilience go. The other interesting thing that we found is that females tend to be more resilient than males, apart from in adolescence where the female's mental health, their anxiety, um, their depression, their um, hope tends to drop down below the males. So yeah, that's another interesting thing that we found with the surveys that we've done.
0: It, it really is. And have you found any things that are associated with that or any reasons why, you know, we, we peak at 11 and we start, we start going back down, um, through adolescence?
1: And for the rest of our lives.
0: Too. And for the rest of our life. Oh man. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, <laughs> I think that's when we're feeling, um, we understand the world a little bit and we feel safe and secure in it. And we're the often the big fish in the little pond in in primary school and I think it's all that the reality of you know taking on responsibility and moving into adolescence and you know all of the stuff that comes with that transition to adulthood um I think that affects us all as far as resilience goes right but it 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 doesn't you will be pleased to know, Dr. Can, that that when you get to about 70, if you get to about 70, it starts going back up okay. again. That's so,
0: something to look forward to. That's right. Yeah. So if we're if our resilience is actually going down and we need to model it for our teens, but from what you're saying, our resiliency is actually less than our teens. So please, Scott, tell us how do we model positive resiliency? when we're obviously going down in it too.
1: Yeah, that's the tough one, isn't it? You know, it's, it's a tough job being a parent. Um, I've got three um, adult children myself and it's always easier working with other people's kids rather than your own, I find. Um, yeah, no, it's a tough one. It's a tough job as a parent. Um, you know, it's we want to create an environment where they feel connected, protected, respected, um, but having said that, um, it takes a lot of energy, positive energy that we need to find the resources for. So yeah. I think um, looking after ourselves and each other so that we can be the best possible version of ourselves, I think that's um, the way that we can model resilience. you know So taking the time out to look after ourselves to show our young people that you know we're valuable, and we as a resource is the best resource for our for our young people.
0: Yeah. Now you do a lot of work um, with kind of the connection in schools and parents and helping and helping teens, correct? What are right now, especially since kids have been home and parents have been a lot more responsible um, for their kids, you know, school and keeping them motivated and. It's not been easy. (laughs) I think most people I've talked to are like, I don't even know anymore. Like our kids are so completely unmotivated and we're really struggling to just get them on. Um, And now going back, some kids are going back. So it's just keeps changing. So how can parents best help their kids succeed in school especially when they're at the point where they do not care anymore?
1: Yeah, look, it, it is tough. And I think it's, it's realising that the situation we're in feels like it's forever,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it isn't, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, things will return back to some sort of normal. Um, and in the meantime, it's just that, um, you know, propping ourselves up as much as we can, being as positive as we, as we can. Um, you know, I always, I always think that what young people learn at school um, is fairly small in the scheme of what they learn in life. So, uh, you know, what they're learning at the moment is probably going to help them in their building up their resilience down the track.
0: Mm, such a good point. That, uh, and I actually heard, too, that a lot of colleges are asking kids now in their essays what they learned through their pandemic, So it was really like, what are you, what are you actually learning and what are you building? So in a way, it's something that parents and kids can do together is learn some of these skills, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, I've always thought of, of parenting as a bit like whitewater rafting. There's times where it's beautiful and serene and you know you can't get enough of it the sun's out and there's other times where you come around a corner and all you can do is hang on for dear life as you're going through rapids. Um, I think that's one of those times where if we can survive this that's great. Um, The sun comes back out and it'll be calm waters ahead. Um, At the moment it might just be a case of holding on tight and making the most of it.
0: And if it's anything like my whitewater rafting experience, you get thrown out of the boat too. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to swim for your life to get back. Yep, in. and
1: it can be terrifying at times. But <laughs> yeah. you can look back on it and go, "Wow, that was fantastic." That
0: was the best part of it. <laughs> That's right. Yep. So, any other tips for parents on how to really? Build like what are some of the specific things we can model for our kids? You're saying you know be positive and things like that, but are there any specific um, techniques or strategies or anything that we can model for our kids to help them and clearly us become more resilient?
1: Yeah, look, I think um, I think the um, the Resilience Project, who is a group out here, I'm not too sure whether you've heard of them. Um, Hugh Van Kylenberg. Um, set it up with um, the fundamentals being GEM, gratitude, empathy, and mindfulness. Mm. And I think those three components of um, modelling, you know, being grateful for what you've got. Um, Yep, it's not great at the moment, but there's a lot worse off than than us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So being grateful for the fact that we may have roofs over our heads, that, um, you know, we've got food to eat, all of those things, reminding ourselves each day Um, maybe sitting around dinner with the the young people and you know what's gone well for us today what are we grateful for um that empathy being aware of how other people are traveling um and and practicing that mindfulness um it's a bit like shutting down all the computer screens each day so that you can you can refresh yourself and not be cluttered with everything that you're carrying around i think those things gratitude empathy and mindfulness if we can demonstrate them ourselves as well as show our young people what that's all about I think that's a really good first step
0: that is that is a great idea and just I love the idea of just saying what what are you grateful for today or what what did you appreciate today and even just finding one thing every day starts rewiring your brain
1: it, it does and it makes a difference and you feel you feel more positive
0: yeah it's amazing how that happens so tell us about um this this free it's like 69 page book which i read the whole thing because it's so many great tips in there tell us about that
1: yeah look we've developed uh, um, 101 ways to grow resilience um it's mainly um we had it for schools and teachers in mind but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things there that parents can use um it's just practical things that are catalogued in the same way as our resilience survey, so mm-hmm. the CPR, connected, protected, and respected, but just little things, low-cost, no-cost ideas that can be implemented to help build resilience.
0: Yeah, there, there was definitely, um, I think you had just ways to show kindness with some of them too, um, and just conversations to have, so there were some some really cool things in there. So. Yeah,
1: so- if um, I think you'll share the link with people um, that's a free a free ebook. If people want to um, jump into our website and um, grab that, um, we'd love to share it with people.
0: Absolutely. I will, I will keep that link out there so people can do that. In fact, I believe I put the link in right now so people could, could <laughs> see that in this. Um, so if people like want to find you, Scott, how did they find
1: you? Look, I think i um, Probably either through the, the help desk at Resilient Youth Australia or directly scott at resilientyouth.org. Right. Um, they've got specific questions.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. So any parting tips or encouragement for parents with teens?
1: Look, I think um, one of my favourite quotes over the years has been um, Theodore Roosevelt, who said that every child has inside him an aching void for excitement and if we don't fill it with something that, that's exciting and interesting and good for them they'll fill it with something that's exciting interesting and maybe not good not for them good. so yeah. um no, I, I like that you know that's what adolescence is about it is it is finding things that is exciting and engaging and 100%. Uh, if we walk alongside our young people um finding that and doing those exciting things um then i think that's the first great first step
0: I love that. And it's so, so true that we just need to walk beside them and understand. Thank you, Scott. I am so grateful you could join us today. This has been really insightful.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Dr. Kim.
0: And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn even more about how to connect with your teen and calm the drama, be sure to join me for the Parenting Teens Power Hour. I have an incredible lineup of experts lined up to share their best tips and secrets, and it's free. You can register at AskDrCam.com slash Power Hour. I'll put that link in the show notes as well as the links for Scott's free book. Also, if you enjoyed the episode and all the amazing nuggets that Scott shared with us, please take a moment to rate and review. This helps other parents like you find the show and feel free to share it with a friend as well. Have a positive, peaceful, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com.